in spirit and in truth. We can gather in his name. And uh, I just want to welcome you all here. If you can give me a clap, not a shout or a cheer, but a nice clap offering tonight, that would be great. So good to have you with us and so good to have those that are viewing at home tonight that are live. Welcome. And those who are watching on Catch Up through the week, um, I'm sure you'll be blessed uh, by the word, the word of the Lord. Um, whenever the word of God is shared or preached, um, we should, as believers, believe for signs and wonders to follow the preaching of his word. That's what the Bible expects us to believe. And uh, I believe that whenever we preach, whenever the word of God goes forth, that things in the spiritual realm are happening that are beyond our natural comprehension and that God is moving mightily in, amongst, and through us because he wants to use every one of us. We want to we wanna get the, 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 the mentality of the spirit of God moving on the stage. We want it to be moving in the people. Um, yes, it moves on the stage, but we want, it, we want the spirit of God moving and active in every one of our lives as a natural occurrence in a supernatural way in our everyday lives. And I believe that is so, so important in our journey. Just want to do a quick recap for anyone that isn't, uh, hasn't been with us, hasn't been uh, watching online. Uh, week one, we started to look at the subjects of the ministry and the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Uh, we saw that every gift that's been given by God is a, is a gift of grace. It's a gift of his amazing grace. We didn't have to earn it. We, we couldn't be good enough to uh, receive it. We couldn't live hard enough and, and good enough for him to be able to say, oh, you've done it now. Uh, you've attained this measure. It was all given by the grace of God. In fact, they are charis-given gifts, grace-given gifts. You didn't deserve it or favored it or, or blessed by it or strengthened because you. he said, look, I'm giving it to you as a gift. And whenever, if I gave Jane a gift, I, I wouldn't give her a gift and say, okay, uh, I'll have a fiver for that. that. That's just not how it works. If it's a gift, it's a gift. There's no payment, there's no reward, there's nothing that's there. It's a given gift. And then in week two, we were looking at recognizing our completeness in him, that we are complete in Christ, and therefore we can walk in the fullness of God. You know, that, again, that, that sort of does my head in because of trying to get my head around the fullness of the Godhead living in me bodily it just uh, I just can't get my head around it. But knowing it in my heart, because of the transformation in my life and the things that I now do that I couldn't do in my own natural self, I know it's God. I know he's done the work. And, and, it's, in, in, and it's understanding that we have, we have the completeness. We have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. And last week we finished with the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where it talks about the, the gifts or the, the, the spirituals of, of God's gift to our life. Remember, the gift is the Holy Spirit. And then there are manifestations of the Spirit that come through Him being in us. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. And we're going to start with this. We, we, we can move on from there as we go. But it says here, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. And we looked at this and it it actually means now concerning spirituals, concerning these spiritual 
things that we're talking about. And he's talking to the Corinthian church. And we know that the Corinthian church were a messed up church. They were, they were just so living in sin. They were just so corrupt in their thinking and, and in many ways living very disturbed lives. And, he, and Paul is saying, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning these spiritual things. Concerning the gifts of the Spirit, what God has given us. We don't want you to be ignorant of these things. That word means to be uninformed or to be unaware, to have no knowledge of these things. Or, which I believe the, the Corinthian church, so that they weren't in confusion. And if you look at the Corinthian church, there were so many things that were happening there was so much confusion. So we, as spiritual people, we cannot live in ignorance of knowing that the third person of the Trinity lives in us, abides in us. He doesn't just take up um, the occasional acquaintance in our life. He doesn't just turn up now and again as this strange visitor who comes and goes. No, we see that in the Old Testament, that, that the Holy Spirit came upon someone did an incredible work through their life, and then the, the Spirit of God left for another opportune time. But now the Bible clearly says that the Spirit of God has now come to dwell in us, to remain in our lives. So we need to be aware of the person, the presence, the, the um, gifts or the endowments, those manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our life. We've got to be aware of the tools that are in our toolbox. You know, we, we were down here doing some work um, on, on uh, Saturday, and clearly Phil had his drill. Phil was trying to get through some tough concrete, but he needed a little extra power. And do you know what? That is the same in all of our lives. Without the Holy Spirit, we're making it through, we're doing our best, we're, we're trying to achieve, but our prayer life, our um, believing and seeing miracles and, and wonders happen. We need a little extra power. And, and I, I went away and I, I went and got my super duper dwarf hammer drill and it did the job. It was like there was sweat pouring off of Phil with his own little drill. But once he got the hammer drill, it's like straight through. That's what it's like trying to live in our own effort. We sweat, we toil, we work at it. Then we have the Holy Spirit, and we recognize his presence, we recognize his indwelling ability in our life, and it's like there's an ease to this journey. That God, Christ in us, strengthens us for the, the journey ahead. The Spirit of God in us equips us and enables us. There is an, an enabling, a spiritual um, infusion that comes, an anointing in our life. Then we see, we see the, the Apostle Paul, like I said, about the fact that he's teaching about their behavior. We know that there was all sorts. If you, have, if you don't know what was happening in Corinth, have a read through the book of Corinthians. Because there's all sorts of wrong attitudes, wrong mindsets, and, and, and attitudes that were going on. But tonight, as we look at the, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit, I pray and have been praying this week that you would be illuminated, that there would be... A switch that comes on, a, a knower in your heart that you get it. It's not like, oh, 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 I need the Holy Spirit. You receive him. You just naturally, you, you know, if anyone asks for a stone, will, will I give him, 
you know, anyone ask for bread when I give them a stone? No, that's not my heart. If my son comes to me and says, I'm hungry, Dad, and I say, well, there's a couple of stones in the garden, go and help yourself. That's not really a good-hearted father. And, and, and Jesus likens it to the Holy Spirit. If anyone asks my father for the Spirit, he's going to give without measure. I don't know about you, but I want to be living without measure. I, I want to be living so filled, so empowered, so anointed by God that there is, there is without measure in my life. So these, these are the gifts, and we're going to share these, and then we're going to break them down a little bit smaller and bite-sized over the next couple of weeks or so. 1 Corinthians chapter, four, uh, chapter uh, 12, verse 4 to 11. And we're reading these words. It says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. And, and I love this picture. You know, I, I, I used this illustration. I wish I'd brought my power tools with me today and just left them out on the side. There's no point me going to the toolbox of my life, having my power tools, but never plugging them in the socket. They may look good, but they're not functioning as they should. I've got to tap into the power source. I've got to plug in to where the power is. And and if you've asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life, you have the manifestation or you have the gifts of the Spirit resident in you. The tools are in the toolbox. We just need to get out those tools as the Spirit um, opens up and distributes to each one. We need to take out the right tool in the right setting, plug in and get to work and allow God to minister through us. So there are nine gifts in this passage of Scripture, nine endowments or manifestations of the Spirit. And these nine manifestations can be divided into three specifics. Um, and each of the pastors are going to go through each of these three different groupings over the next three weeks. Tonight being the gifts of revelation. So we have the gifts of revelation, the gifts of inspiration, and the gifts of power. And the, the revelation gifts of the Spirit reveal they, they reveal things or reveal situations or reveal what is not seen in the natural realm. That is what God has blessed us. That's why we're not just mere men or women walking around. When we are saved, there is a significant difference to our life. There is a power, the presence of God, the Spirit of God now living in us and dwelling in us. And, and these, these revelation gifts are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. These, all three of these gifts reveal things. These grace gifts, remember, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to live good enough. You just have to accept that you've been given the gift of life through Jesus Christ and receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit in your life. 
So the grace gifts reveal that which is unknown. See, if you can work it out in your own, your own head, you don't need the Holy Spirit. But if, if you're suddenly aware of something that you knew nothing about, that's the Holy Spirit revealing something to you. It's something that is hidden from the natural realm. It's something that is spiritually understood or a truth that you weren't aware of that God brings revelation to or God brings clarity to a situation. So I'm just going to break these down as we go and I'm going to sort of more teach rather than preach. I could get carried away preaching, but I want you to get this. I want, I want us as a church to begin to really outwork the gifts of the Spirit, not only in church, because that's a safe place, but in our everyday life. You know, when we're walking into our workplace and the, the Holy Spirit drops something in your heart and you know it's a word of the Lord and you go up to someone and it's, and it's a word in season in their life, that's the Spirit of God. And they will turn around, how did you know? God showed me. They can't deny because they know that you didn't. It's, it's, this is where it becomes so exciting. The Christian, Christian life becomes so much more exciting when we allow ourselves to live the way he wants us to. So the grace gift of wisdom is the one we're going to look at first. And it's mentioned in the list, you know, out of the nine gifts, uh, the, the gift of wisdom or the word of wisdom is mentioned first. Now, I reckon that's down to the fact that we need wisdom in all of this. We need to be wise in what we say and how we say it and how we approach someone and how we, we release the gift of God in our life. You know, some people can be a little bit harsh or a little bit judgmental but if we operate with wisdom the gifts of the spirit whichever gift that is if we operate in wisdom beyond everything else people will receive that in our life and when we speak into their life they will receive that wisdom or whatever the gift would be so the word of wisdom wisdom in the greek is sophia and it means this wisdom a skilled expert Knowledge in human and divine things. A revealing of God-given revelation. Or the revealing of some hidden knowledge. Or the revealing of an answer to either an individual or a group of people. When a word of wisdom is released, it will always surpass natural knowledge. It will always go beyond something that you may have already known. Or else it's mere human knowledge. And people don't need mere human knowledge being imparted to them. They need wisdom and revelation. The outworking or the operation of this gift will enable us to see beyond or see as God sees. To be able to minister as God would minister here on the earth. Not that we become God, absolutely not. But we are his vessel being used in operation of the gift of the Spirit to touch the lives of people around us. Yeah, there was a, a moment uh, a week or so ago that I was out walking and I was praying. I was in fellowship with the Lord. I just having a great time walking first thing in the morning. It was, it was great. And I was walking along. And as I was walking back from, from my prayer walk and, and time with the Lord, um, I, I felt or I sensed in my heart that the Holy Spirit wanted me to say to this particular person walking towards me, don't forget your spiritual heritage. It meant nothing to me. It was like, okay, you sure, Lord? It's like I'm scratching my head thinking, 
why would this mean something to them? Lord, is this me? Is this, is this just a strange word? Is it? I thought, oh, I've, I've got to go with the flow. I've, I've got to, if I've felt the sense, the leading of the Lord, the nudging of God, then I, I walked up to the person and I said, look, I, I don't know if this means anything to you, but um, I believe the Lord has said to me to say to you, don't forget your spiritual heritage. They looked me in the eye, I looked at them, and they walked off. And I thought, okay, job done, delivered. Because I'm not meant to make sense of it, because it's a word of wisdom. It's not a, a sentence, it's not a paragraph, it's not an explanation, it's not a clarification, it's not, it's not helping them understand what God is saying. That's down to God to do it. Mine was a word of wisdom. Don't forget your spiritual heritage. Now I walked away and I just prayed, Lord, you know what that meant. If it was you, confirm it to their life. If it's you, show them what it is that you meant. If it's you and they've walked away from, from the journey and with you, Lord, I pray you'll draw them back to yourself. What am I? I'm the delivery man. He gave me a word of wisdom and I delivered it. Then it's down to him. To allow him, the Holy Spirit, to convict, to convey that message, to make sense of what was delivered. And I believe that at some point, some moment, that person will be triggered with that thought. And the Holy Spirit will bring back some remembrance. Maybe they were brought up in Sunday school. Maybe they had a word of prophecy years ago. Um, and they've walked away from their home nation. And they're now, I, I don't know. That's not me to me to work out. It's down to him. I love the fact in, in Jesus' life we see examples of the word of wisdom. And unfortunately, I, I'd love to do a whole week on each one of these, but we're just trying to keep it short and sweet. Matthew, this is in the life of Jesus. Matthew chapter 22, verse 15 through to 22. Then the Pharisees left the place where Jesus was teaching, and they made plans to trap Jesus with a question. And they sent some of their own followers and some men from the group called the Herodians, these men said, and I love the way they, they just, they, they begin to, if you like, uh, if they could, if they could have, if they could have spoken into pride in Jesus, which he didn't have, if they could have done, this is what they were trying to do. Teacher, you know, first of all, they're telling him, we believe you're a teacher. Teacher, we know that you're an honest man. Oh, that must have, if anyone else, it would have made them feel good about themselves. But Jesus, he, he just knew behind that. Anyway. Teacher, we know that you're an honest man. We know that you teach the truth about God's ways. You're not afraid of what other people think of you. All men are of the same to you. Tell us what you think. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? I, 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 I look at this and I think, oh, they're trying to trap him in any way they can. But Jesus, in verse 18, but Jesus knew that these men were trying to trick him. The Holy Spirit revealed the intentions of their hearts. Oh, what they were saying with their mouth sounded good. But what was in their heart was deceptive. So there was a revealing. God was revealing to Jesus what was happening. And he said, he, so he said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Then what we see is the Holy Spirit bringing a word of wisdom to Jesus. Show me a coin used for paying tax. The men showed him a silver coin. And then Jesus asked, 
whose picture is on the coin and whose name is written on the coin? And the men answered, Caesar. Then Jesus said, give to Caesar that it, what is Caesar's and give to God the things that are God's. Then the men that heard Jesus said, uh, sorry, then the men, uh, let me start that again. The men heard what Jesus said and they were amazed and they left him and went away. That's what a word of wisdom does. Jesus knew what was in their heart. He knew that they were trying to trap him. And then he had the wisdom to speak in such a way that it brought understanding and revelation and, and, and answered all their questions, but they didn't have an answer for him. So a word of wisdom would give you the ability to be able to properly apply God-given knowledge in a particular situation. So we're going to move on. Word of knowledge. I'm going to Oh, how am I going to get this done? Word of knowledge. A word of knowledge gives us insight to know and understand situations and circumstances in people's lives and an awareness of the strategies of the enemy. God-given ability to understand, to perceive, and to hear what God is saying in any given situation and what the enemy may be doing. The, the grace gift of the word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of divine understanding or insight given from God that details or gives information about certain situations. How exactly does the Holy Spirit do that? Because if we can understand how the Holy Spirit brings a word of knowledge or brings a word of wisdom, we will begin to know what that feels like in our heart. And, and that's what we need to be walking in. So I, I, I sort of digress a little bit here. I believe the number one way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us is with that inner knowing on the inside. That quickening, that moment where you feel your heart beginning to beat a little bit quicker. Or, or you just, it's that knowing in the inside, I, I've got to say something. Or I, I've, got to, I've got to stop and witness to this person. Why? Because it's a God moment and God is speaking. It's that inner knowing or that inner conviction. Um, some translations say it's, it's the nudging of the Holy Spirit or the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You know, in Romans 8, 14, one translation says it this way. Those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, the nudging, the, the quickening of God on the inside. The Bible also says it's the Holy Spirit bearing witness, witness with our human spirit. He's showing us something that we recognize He's also doing that inner witness and inner knowing. I believe the Holy Spirit can also come in a, 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 the form of a thought. You weren't thinking that thought, but all of a sudden, you know, you, you, that thought comes to mind. Or an impression, or a vision, or a picture in your mind's eye. You know, a number of times during the, the men's ministry down here, and, and we'll be praying together, and, and you know, we'll be just spending time with the, and there'll be picture after picture. You know, I'm just looking at a number of guys that were here. You know, as God revealing something, it, it wasn't something that we came into the room thinking, oh, I'm going to think about this picture today. It was God revealing things to us as we were in a position of prayer. I know I've shared this before in church, and I, I, it was just an incredible moment. It was the time I was a postman, I was out walking on my post rounds, and as I was walking, um, doing the delivery of letters, the Lord spoke to me and, and said, the lady that's walking towards you is in an abusive situation, 
am in danger for her life, you need to tell her that I know. It's like, how do you go up to a complete stranger and say those kind of things? And it's like, okay. If she's here next, the next day, Lord, I'll do it. I, 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 I bottled it. I, I, it's like, you just don't go up to a lady and say, I know you're in an abusive situation. Um, the Lord sees and he's going to help you. I, I just, the next day, Lord. Was she there the next day? Absolutely, she was there the next day. And I walked past her. I said, Lord, if she's there by the time I get to the end of the road, and I, I look back and, and I can catch up and find her. And, it, and, and she was there and I followed her and I walked to her house, got to her house and I spoke to her. And she said, that is so true. That is absolutely right. And I believe that as we walked with her, we saved her. Potentially, we saved her life because it was that serious. Now, what would have happened if I hadn't walked with the prompting? How many of us have walked with the prompting? We've said something, and then we've just walked on, and we don't know the outcome. On this situation, we did know the outcome. But in many situations, we don't get to hear the outcome, but we just trust that the Holy Spirit will continue to move and to minister. To me, one of the best known um, stories in the Bible regarding uh, uh, the words of, of understanding and, and, and words of knowledge comes in the Old Testament, and it's in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 12. And it says, now the king of Assyria was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants, saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, beware that you do not pass this place, for the Assyrians are coming down to there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place to which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he, watched, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria, which I can imagine, was greatly troubled by these things. And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And they turned around and said, and one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Now watch out. When the words of, words of wisdom and the words of knowledge begin to operate in the church, be careful what you say in your bedroom. <laughs> because clearly here, what was being spoken was then being revealed and corrected. It was being revealed and support to Israel was happening. See, God is omnipresent. He is in all places at all times. And he knows all things. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. He's everywhere. And here it says that, that, that God knows and is telling Elisha, who is telling the king of Israel, the plans that you're making for attacks on Israel that you're describing in your bedroom. We, well, sometimes we, we put God in a box, didn't we? We say, Oh, God, is, God will only reveal what, what certain things. God can only move in a two hours or a Sunday morning. Oh, no, he can't. He can move when you're in the middle of your workplace and all of a sudden the word of the Lord comes to you and you've got a word for your boss or you've got a word, a word for, for the cleaner or you've got a word for someone else or a, a, a word of knowledge that comes to you and you begin to speak it. God wants to use it. Oh, you say, oh, that's too risky. 
No, not when you know that it's the Holy Spirit. And you give him space and allowed him to speak into your life. Remember the great gifts of God are manifestations of the Spirit. Why? For the strengthening, the building, and the edification of the body of Christ. They are to lift our life and bring encouragement and direction. But also to work as the ministry. And then the last one, which I've got to sneak into a few moments, is this. It's the discerning of spirits. There is so much. You can, you can study, if you've got a study Bible, I can, can I encourage you, go away and study these things. Look for many, there are so many examples in the Bible of words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Go look for them. Learn about the things of the Spirit just going. But the last one is the discerning of spirits. This gift can be referred to as the distinguishing of the spirits or spiritual things. The grace gift of discerning spirits is a supernatural ability to discern and distinguish between different operations within the spiritual realm. That could be the Holy Spirit, how he's moving and how he's operating, that we discern that the presence of God is, is you know, G- Jesus at one moment when he was ministering and preaching, he said that the, the Spirit of God, the, the move of God is here to heal. And he, and he knew that the, he, Jesus could have operated in the gift of healing any moment that he wanted to, as he saw the Father doing, so he did. But at one particular moment, he said, the presence of God is here to heal. And he moved in power. There's other occasions, he said, everyone that anyone boards them, he heals them all. But it's the discerning of spirits, being aware. It's also being aware of evil spirits and demons. And it's being aware of that, that spiritual realm of darkness and what's being carried into a place or what something someone may be carrying in their heart. But it's also the discerning of the human spirit. What may be their motives or what may be um, influencing that particular person. I, I, when you look at the, what, what the Holy Spirit has given us, no wonder Paul turned around and said, why are you behaving like mere men? What an incredible gift we've been given by the Holy Spirit. People with the grace gift of discernment will see supernatural into the spiritual realm. People with this gift have the ability to discern situations, whether they're right or wrong, good or bad, spiritual for good or spiritually evil. I remember Jane and I and the family, we went to the New Forest. Um, we've done this a couple of occasions. The New Forest can be a strange old place at times. Beautiful place, and we love going there, but there's some strange places there. And we drove there, and it's a part that we'd never been to before. We parked up, we, we got out, we went, started going for a walk, and we just knew that where we were at that particular moment of time was not a good place to be. We both sensed it. We both decided, that's it, pack up, let's go, let's drive somewhere else, go somewhere familiar. I don't know what the Spirit of God was def- protecting us from, what was taking place in that particular area of the woods at that time. But I know, when we absolutely know that, w- that the Spirit of God revealed something and we responded and moved away. There's been other occasions I've been asked to go and to pray, pray into people's homes. And as you're walking around the home, you just know that there's a spirit at work within the home. That something's not right 
the, the, the atmosphere is not right. There, there, there may have been a, 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 you know, whether there was a suicide or whether there was a spirit of oppression or whether there was a, you just sense, you pick it up in your heart and you're aware something's not right. And you cry and you stand and you declare the power of the blood of Jesus to protect, to keep and, and separate and to drive out those things. There's been other occasions when, you know, an individual's walked up to me and you just know in your heart there's something divisive, there's something not right. They're, they're carrying a spirit of witchcraft or a spirit that, that is not right in their heart. And you just pick it up in your, in your, your knower, if you like, the, that, that part of your spirit that just looks and, and you just sense in your heart, you, you just know. It's not to judge people, but it's there to protect the body. It's there to set that person free. You know, the, the, the times that I've been called to, to go and sort out a situation. Um, there was a situation, me and Pastor Steve, it was hilarious. It was sad, but it was hilarious. We were, uh, an unsaved family had contacted the church and, and asked for a couple of pastors if they wouldn't mind going around and, and just praying in their home. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever done. Um, there was just all, it was the weirdest home. I think me and Steve were just, we couldn't believe it when we walked out. There was stuff all over that house that was just not right. But God, you know, did, did I go in there scared? Absolutely not. I know who I am in Christ. There's no weapon fashioned against me will prosper. I could go into that and I could see situations change. But whether the, the family were prepared to change, whether what they were carrying would change, I had no idea. But the Spirit of God gives us the power to see situations change. To pray. You know, when you see Jesus, he, 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 sometimes he went to heal people, but he cast out a demon. He cast out a situation. He dealt with, with the spiritual realm. So important that we can decipher between what is a healing and what is a demonic realm. Really important that we have that understanding. The grace gift for discernment is being able to tell whether someone is genuine and, and sincere or whether they are about to take advantage. It's knowing where things are. In Luke chapter 9, this is an example from Jesus' life. Luke 9.53 says this, But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to consume and com command fire to come down from heaven and consume them like Elijah did? And the disciples, you know, here right now, they clearly had heard and, and read and understood the account of what happened in the Old Testament. And, and they were eager to, to see the same thing happen again. And, but Jesus rebuked them. He turned around and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you're on. You know, they could have said, well, but Elijah did it back then. Well, Elijah did do it back then. It wasn't the right thing to do here and now. And it's about discerning of the spirit that's at work in any given situation. And then Jesus carries on and he explains them. He journeys with them. He teaches them. And he said, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. I love the fact that Jesus didn't just rebuke them and then left scratching their head. He then goes on to explain and give teaching to these men. So tonight, I know it's very brief and concise, like I say, I'd love to do three weeks on each of them. 
But these are the revelation manifestations. They are the spirit, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. There is so much that you can look through the word of God. And, and you know, the moment when Jesus, the, the man, the paralytic, was let, let, let through the roof. I love the fact that Jesus, he said, your sins are forgiven. And then he, he had this debate with the, the Pharisees that, that were there at the time. Well, what is easier, to say to a man, be healed, rise up and walk? Or is it easier to say, he knew what was the thoughts and intents of their hearts. He discerned. And then he corrected it. He sorted it. He dealt with it. For each of our lives, in your rubbing shoulders with your friends and family, God will reveal things. If you're open, if you're, if you're saying, Holy Spirit, if I can be used like this, here I am. I'm wholly available. I believe for every one of us, whether you're watching online, at home, whether we're here, God wants to use you in this matter. He wants to use me more and more in these ways. Are we available? That's the key. The Holy Spirit's looking for vessels that are available, that they're, they're willing. And tonight, I believe our prayer, the one prayer that we can pray tonight is, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me. Help me to get it right. You know, the last thing we want is a whole bunch of people running around doing this, doing that, and doing the other out of their own ability. But Christ in you, the Holy Spirit revealing to you, we could turn this known world upside down again. Because that's what they had in the New Testament church. They had the power and the presence and the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in operation. What don't we see in the church today? The gifts and the manifestations and the power of God at work. What don't we see in our world we don't see the world facing Christians who are running around, spirit-filled, revealing and declaring and showing them what's within us. I believe the tide is turning. I believe that the bride is rising up so that when the bridegroom comes, he comes and finds a church that is beautiful, like he originally set out for it to be. A beautiful church that's not just declaring what God can do, but is demonstrating it to the world around us. So God bless you. Thank you for watching online tonight. Thank you for being here tonight, live in the room. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to close the, the session tonight. Father, I thank you, Lord, as we, as we humble ourselves before you. Lord, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by your spirit says the Lord. And Holy Spirit, we, we cry out. Give us ears to hear what you may be saying. Give us a heart to perceive. And I pray for your congregation. I pray for your church. I pray for each one listening and here in this room. Lord, that tonight, we would humble ourselves. We would bow the knee. We would have a heart that would listen to you. And Father, when we hear your still, quiet voice on the inside, saying, say this, go there, 
do this. Father, that we would do what you call us to do. Lord, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Give us a heart to perceive what you may be saying. And Lord, just as the New Testament church cried out, Lord, give us boldness. Give us boldness in this generation. Give us boldness in who we are in you. Give us a revelation and a spiritual awareness of the third person of the Trinity, Lord. Give us revelation of that. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all for coming out tonight. I trust that that is, for some, may have been the first time you'd ever heard it. For others, it may be like, I can't wait to get before God and, and, and allow him to minister to my life and so that I can be 